What up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? And welcome to uh, a bonus episode. This is the last day of the month. It's a Thursday episode, and uh, it's a bonus episode. So it's a Thursday. (laughs) It is a Thursday. It's almost Friday. Is there anything special about Thursdays? No, not really. The day before Friday? It's just, you. it gives you hope that Friday is the next day. Today is the day that my sons are supposed to take the garbage out. Because the garbage runs Friday at like 5 a.m. in the morning. So it's like, if you don't take it out on Thursday, it ain't, it. It ain't yeah. getting picked up. Well, because I'm traveling more now again, um, they've missed it like out of the past five weeks, they've taken it out one time. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> So today, um, I, I, I don't know, it's such a weird line because it's such a weird line because there's a part where I'm like, okay, you got to remember to do this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like if you don't do it, I'm, you're going to be punished if you don't do what you're supposed to do, right? It's getting hotter. The garbage just can't sit there not being taken out anymore. You can't get away with the same stuff you got away with in the winter, right? In the winter. It's going to smell just a little bit more in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Na- flies and gnats and Ugh. stuff. And in our subdivision, you're not allowed to have the garbage cans outside. So they have to be pulled into the garage. So the garage is going to smell awful. Correct. It's been it's been awful. Just full transparency. So, so I'm stuck between what's the actual, like, right parent move do i let them like metaphorically like give them the rope to hang themselves do i because i reminded them this morning so do i not say anything else again and see what they do and risk the 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 trash and then punish them or do i continuously just remind them all the time all the time all the time that's a hard I, situation. I don't know. I, I mean, I got two boys, 11 and 10 now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there comes a point where it's like, all right. <laughs> you got to start putting on those big boy britches. Yeah, I, I'm not going to remind you of this stuff uh, anymore kind of thing. I I, I don't know. Uh, write me, uh, parent uh, perfectionists that know exactly what the right role to take is here. Obviously, I'm not going to let the trash not go out again uh but still um anyway uh dude it's such a fine line parenting and those of you who have younger kids or your kids are getting older like my oldest starts middle school next year so like we're, we're really fixing to go into new territories here and it's such a fine line because we're letting the boys stay up a little later now mm-hmm. anna grace is still eight so you know she has like a legit bedtime eight o'clock Somebody told me until you get about ten, your bedtime is your age, right? You know what I mean? Like that's not a bad idea. Like kind of thing. Like if you're eight years old, your bedtime's eight. You know what I mean? And and, and kind of things like that. And, and so anyway, but once you get past ten, eleven, eh, I mean, you know, you can't let kids stay up for forever. Well, actually, no. This is what we did. This has nothing to do with the episode. I'm sorry. I'm uh, the <laughs> parent chronicles for the bonus episode. Um, Gage is fixed to be twelve. Okay. All right, which is crazy to think about, and almost a teenager. I know. I don't. Do you want to shut up? No, nah, he's already pe- pre-pubescent mouth on him already, and so I can't even imagine <laughs> when <laughs> when he uh, when he turns thirteen. Anyway, but like Gage, for example, he's the oldest. 
And it was kind of one of those things where like, all right, you know, hey, man, if you want to stay up during the week till 930 and on the weekends, like 11, I, I, I don't really care. Just don't bother me and your mom after eight o'clock. You know, go to your room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go to your room. Um, you know, we've got their switches set to where they can only play with their friends in the neighborhood. So, like, like in the neighborhood at night, all the little kids in the neighborhood, they get on and they, like, play their games together. Yeah. Um, and that's all we let them talk to is their friends. And, and so we went through this phase where, at first, we were, like, super enforcing it especially on the weekends or, or during the school week, we're like, hey, dude, it's 930. Put it up. Let's go. But, you know, get to bed. What are you doing? You're killing me. And then it got to where 930, you know, me and Alyssa would be watching a show and all of a sudden it's 10, 15, 10, 20. This dude's still up there on his thing. <laughs> and, and, I, and I started to get, really get mad about it. And, and I was like, dude, you're fixing to lose this thing. Like, this is the last time I'm going to tell you. You know, if you – don't keep track yeah. of this stuff. But then I realized, maybe I should just let him do it. Because he's still going to have to get up in the morning to go to school. He's going to eventually learn that he's going to be super tired and the next day if he and, stays out too And late. so that's what we chose to do. We're like, all right, you think, you think this is a game? Okay, cool. And so for like two or three days in a row... He didn't go to bed till we went to bed. And I normally go to bed about like 1130 midnight. And some of you are probably going, oh, like all this stuff. But let me tell you something. After day three of him staying up late and then having to wake up in the morning to get up to go to school, let me tell you something. That dude puts himself to bed now. <laughs> like, and, and, I, and I'm not kidding. Now, I'm not saying that he doesn't occasionally still try to push it because he is, you know, 11 and a half. And, and he's always going to do that. But, but, but I found that the real life repercussion works a lot better than dad being oh my dad doesn't let me do anything you know what i mean and so it actually worked wait well, he learned it for himself yes he learned the hard way like okay you want to stay up till midnight and only get six hours of sleep all right <laughs> so you're gonna you, pay for you're it gonna, you're going to school regardless i don't care how late you stayed up and and so he had to learn it the hard way and so dude that's the thing about parenting is all us parents can look at everybody's parents and go, oh, you know, I can't believe you're doing it that way. But every kid's different. Like my son, this may be shocking to you, uh, my son inherited naturally hard-headedness. I don't know if that's shocking to anybody. I wonder where he got it from. I His mom, obviously. That yes, is a, that makes that a, is a Vinzant quality. I, you know, us Allens, we don't have tempers. Or nothing. We're no not. Rants we're or not emotional yeah. people. I don't know where he got this from. <laughs> I can see it coming from Melissa for sure. My grandmother uh, says, "I'm paying for my raisin." That's what. <laughs> that's what she says. Uh, because I've basically got three little me's running around, and buddy, they all got personalities. And uh, anyway, uh, okay. So back to, to the whole principle of this. I'm sorry. I don't know why I got on that. So some of you are like like singing amen in the car because you know what I'm dealing with. Um, Still a ways away. One day. Uh, the others are, are like whatever. Uh, my movie nerd, really quick. Don't worry. I'm not going to give a movie review. But, uh, you know, I knew it would. I knew this movie would suck. I knew it would. But apparently Morbius came out yesterday. 
I didn't watch it. Well, I didn't watch it either, but 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 <laughs> but it's a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. A Marvel movie, like Marvel movies are supposed to be like big deal. It's got a whopping nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right oh, now. Gosh. Which is that's real bad. <laughs> and uh anyway, uh that's my little uh random news. Okay, so today, today, uh this bonus episode, as you've already witnessed uh when you clicked on the episode, is titled are you willing to lose everything? Question mark. <laughs> and uh, the article that I read that actually got me thinking about this is going to come from a place that you probably wouldn't expect it to come from. And that's the crazy things about when I get hit with like, ooh, I need to talk about that, is I actually read it from something that you wouldn't normally uh, think. So before we get into this first uh, sponsor, I kind of want to tee this up a little bit of what I want to talk about today. So every single person that I would, well, I would say 99% of you that listen to this show, you have values, you have morals, you have things that you believe in. Every person that buys a 912 shirt, every person that would share a piece of Graham Allen content, you have something that you believe and you are going to put it out there for the world to know. You believe this. There is something wrong in America. God is being removed from the schools, the states, the government, et cetera. Uh, they're attacking our children. They're sexualizing our kids. Like we talk about all this stuff all the time, all the topics, everything that is actually wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, we're losing the morality of our country, et cetera. You, I would say 99% of the listeners believe those same things because we all have things we believe in. We all have things that we claim to stand firm in. But my question to you today is, are you willing to lose everything for what you believe? And I want you to really think about that for a minute before we go on with this episode. Everything that we just talked about, and I didn't even list all of it. The First Amendment, the attack, the attack against that, the attack against the Second Amendment, uh, the attack against uh, the freedom to worship however you want in America, uh, the attack against our children, all these things that you claim to believe, which you should, are you willing, and I want to put this in perspective, are you willing to lose your job? Are you willing to lose your money? Are you willing to lose because with losing your money and your job probably means your health care? Are you willing to lose friends, family members, loved ones? Are you willing to truly stand alone for what you believe and what you know to be true? Probably just got really quiet in your car or at the gym or wherever you may be because it takes on a lot different weight when you think of it like that. So we're going to talk about it right after this sponsor. All right, everybody, listen up. I want to bless you this month, okay? I want to bless you by paying off your mortgage for next month, okay? Um, what about producers? No, you're don't not, you don't count because you're on the show. Crap. You know how much I'd get sued if you won. Anyway, the point <laughs> is Good Ranchers, okay? The company that saved 
this podcast from extinction when we got demonetized on Facebook is under severe attack from the radical left for supporting us, for supporting other conservative voices, and supporting free speech. I need every one of you right now to show your support for this 100% American beef company. I need you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. And every single order this month, they're going to send me a list and I'm going to pick two people and I'm going to pay off your rent or your mortgage for next month. Okay, look, not only do you get 100% in America beef or chicken, you also support a conservative company and I'm going to bless you and you have an opportunity to have your rent or your mortgage paid off next month. I know times are tough. I know that everybody is hurting, but so is this company that is trying to do the right thing. So I need everybody right now to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham and make an order today. All right, so now that you've had a minute to stew about that question, I want to I want to bring up what brought this about. Okay, so actually, what brought this about was I read an article, and I guess Joe Rogan said it yesterday on his show. Um, and I don't have the clip because it, you know he does things on Spotify now, etc. But I do have the news article written about it. So his perspective was strictly from a uh, secular perspective and things like this, but I believe this to actually be a very biblical kind of principle or spiritual kind of principle that Joe Rogan is walking on, perhaps without even realizing it. And I'm just going to read you the article here. Uh, And I'm going to probably read the whole thing because it's not a really long article. And then we're going to get into the meat of this whole thing. So here's what it says. Podcaster Joe Rogan on Tuesday. Okay, so it was two days ago. I apologize. Podcaster Joe Rogan on Tuesday seemingly slammed a push to move closely, a push to more closely control content on streaming platforms, saying he would quit podcasting altogether before scaling back his commentary. Now, what is the weight of that statement right there? Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world. He has the most viewed show in the world. He averages 11 million listeners an episode. Okay? 11 million. That's more than any Fox show. That's more than any... Anything, okay? The Oscars, for example, did 15 million one time, okay? <laughs> he does 11 million an episode. Joe Rogan has the most powerful show in the world. The world, not America, the world. Not top 10, number one. He's got the number one downloaded show in the world. All right. Now that you got the context, let's continue reading. On Tuesday's episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Rogan discussed the backlash he received from his previous statements on the coronavirus, notably when he promoted the use of ivermectin as a treatment. Guest Josh Barnett, a mixed martial artist and host of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, noted that Rogan has not dialed back his opinions as the podcast has become more popular and controversial. Now, to be clear, 
I don't agree with Joe Rogan's opinions on a good deal. I would say 50, maybe even 60% of the things I don't agree with Joe Rogan. But that's not the point. Can't take away the fact the guy's got the most popular show in the world. All right. And this is what Rogan says. If I become something different because it grew bigger, I'll quit. Rogan said of the Joe Rogan experience. He added, if it gets to the point where I can't do it anymore, where I have to do it in some sort of weird way where I walk on eggshells and mind my P's and Q's, F that. This is what Rogan says. Rogan's comments come after a group of musicians led by Neil Young. You guys remember this. They mm-hmm. did this whole boycott. Um, to put it further in contrast, Rogan signed a three-year deal with Spotify. So just three years. And this is just Spotify. That was at least $200 million. It's a lot of money. For that podcast. And so, again, let me read his comment, and then we're going to get into the meat of this episode. If I become something different because it grew bigger, I'll quit. If it gets to the point where I can't do it anymore, where I have to do it in some sort of weird way where I walk on eggshells and mind my P's and Q's, F that. So that was the article I read this morning. And I actually found that to be really powerful. Um, I don't agree with Joe Rogan, but I do like the fact that Joe Rogan believes in what he believes. It doesn't always have to be something that I believe to respect the fact that somebody is willing to believe what they believe. So my question goes back to you is, are you actually willing to lose everything for what you claim to believe in? It's a very serious question. Um, I am. If Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Getter or Rumble or YouTube or TikTok, all these things now, I mean, like the list goes on and on and on. Even this show, if they said you're not allowed to talk about God anymore, I I would talk about God and have them kick me off. I, 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 I'm not going to not do that because this makes me money. This this gives me fame or notoriety. I'm I'm not going to do it. I I've been I've been broke before. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back to being broke again. And honestly, it bothers me not one bit. And I and I truly mean that. I I refuse to I just refuse. Like Facebook, for example. And this is not a toot my own horn. This is so you understand. Facebook, we were making six figures a month on Facebook back in the day. Um, But now the only way to have content that is monetizable is to have dumbed down content that does not speak to any relevant issues, whether conservative or not. If you talk about anything relevant, If you try to speak truth in anything, what does the Bible say about LGBTQIA plus or whatever? Uh, What does the Bible say about gender identity, et cetera? If If you were to do anything like that, even if the video went viral, it's not monetizable, right? So you make no money. 
So it doesn't matter how many views you get. If it's not monetized, you make no money. So this is how they can try to tr control the narrative now. They get these people, other conservative analysts, much like you know, other uh, preachers, all this stuff. They get them by going after their money. Okay? They dumb it down. All right, well, okay, I guess we'll make funny videos or I guess we'll make really evergreen video content or whatever so it can monetize so we can make money. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I haven't had a monetized video in over a month. <laughs> and I don't care because I would rather post about what is real or I'd rather post a, a minute clip instead of the mandatory three-minute clip for post of monetizations to be able to get the actual point across of what I'm talking about because I don't care. Why are we doing less videos now? Well, because you can't monetize it, and if you can't monetize it, it doesn't go, so you can't see it anyway. So I would rather have people shift to this platform where we can have actual conversations. Do I make less money doing the podcast? Yeah, I do. A lot less. But it's enough. It's enough to get by. But if it ever comes a point where they say that I can't say what I want to say on this platform, then I'll leave. Mm -hmm. I'll go singing in the streets. But what does the Bible say about this? Let's just, let's just go here. And I realize some of you aren't Christians. Again, this is my show and I am a Christian, so <clears throat> you're going to hear about it. All right. So I looked up, you know, two specific things. I looked up willingness to lose everything and I looked up standing firm in the Bible, right? And I love the internet and I love technology. I do. I love technology because you can literally Google scripture related to Whatever it is you're dealing and with. And it's there. Whatever it is you're thinking about, you know, depression, sadness, uh, love, hate, jealousy, whatever it is, attacks, what, what, whatever it is. I love the internet because you can literally say scripture related to uh, depression and it will find yep. Give you a whole scriptures list. that relate to those things. So there really is no excuse anymore for people not to like read your Bible with things that, well, Christians. Uh, Read your Bible and things that are relevant to what you're dealing with. So, so let's talk about willingness to lose everything. So there was a bunch, but but I specifically picked out Matthew 19:29. Okay, and in Matthew 29 it says this: um, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal. Life Now, a lot of people will probably read that and they'll probably be like, what kind of Christian would leave their children and abandon their families and all that stuff? That's not what this means. Um, and, you know, context is important. So, again, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms by my name's sake. What that actually is talking about in that scripture, it's not talking about, oh, your children, your kids are eight years old. So you'd be like, all right, I believe in Jesus. See you later. <laughs> that's, not, yeah, that's, not, that's not what it's saying. That's not what it's saying. What, what it's talking about is, uh, especially like uh, the leaving houses, brother, sister, father, mother, um, or children. Uh, 
it's it's obviously talking about you know your adult children <laughs> yeah your yeah. children that are able to take care of themselves but it's talking about the fact of and this goes back to everything that we've talked about before you know that you're supposed to do something right you know you're supposed to do something with your life god is calling you or your if you're not a christian your your spirit is calling you what whatever it is that you but you know you're supposed to go do something it doesn't matter what your parents say. It doesn't matter what your grown children say. It doesn't matter what your brother says. It doesn't matter if you have to leave a house behind or a job behind or whatever. You go do it. Or in the business world, they would call it you jump, right? Uh, Andy Frisella, I, I love Andy. He's the owner of First Form. He has a, a, a very successful podcast, and he has this super viral clip from his podcast. Uh, it, it's got a bunch of emotional music behind it, and it starts off with, here's the truth. Nobody's going to believe in you, and it's super powerful. Oh, yeah, like, that is 100% true. Like, like, like he said, here's the truth. Nobody's going to believe in you. Nobody's going to give you attaboys. Nobody's going to say, wow, you're awesome. Nobody's going to be like, wow, you did it until after you do it. Yep. Then all of a sudden, everybody's going to come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, you did it. You're such an inspiration. You're I knew you could do it all along. Exactly. Now, that's from a business standpoint, but it's the same thing when it's about what you believe. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth about what you believe. When your beliefs are being challenged... When your morals of what you claim to believe are being challenged, nobody's going to stand beside you. Here's the truth. <clears throat> you guys listening right now, and I love every single one of you. I, I mean that when I say this. I don't want you to take it negatively. I want you to take it literally. We're all adults here. Literally. <clears throat> There's not a single one of you that is going to offer me money or offer me your paycheck if I lose my job and my money and my ability to provide for my family for standing up for what I believe in, whether or not it gets me kicked off or not, that's the truth. And like I said, I love all of you guys. You guys, you guys listening to this show have fundamentally changed my life. And I am grateful to that, but I am more grateful to God for that because mm -hmm. it's not you that actually did it, just like it's not me who actually did it. God did all of this stuff. The only reason you're listening to me in your speakers right now is because God allowed it to be so. So it's not really mine anyway. This show is not mine. The billions of people that watch my videos every year are not mine. The money that I have now from it is not mine. I mean, if we're really being honest, my children are not mine. My wife is not mine. Not yeah. really. That's what I believe. And some of you are rolling your eyes right now because I know that not all Christians listen to this. So that's why I keep going back and forth between business and, you know, that whatever your, your gut's telling you versus what I believe. I know that if I truly have to make a decision one day, and I hope it doesn't come to this, but I'm pretty sure it will come to this one day. If I say what I actually believe one more time, I'll lose it all. And I've asked myself that question a lot. It's been a long six years. It's been a successful six years. 
am I willing and am I ready to go back to being, <clears throat> a, you know, a nobody again? And when I say nobody, I don't mean that people that aren't famous aren't somebody. That's not what I mean. You know what I mean. Am I, am I willing to <clears throat> go back to just being Graham again? And the answer for me is adamantly yes. I don't care if I lose all of it. I don't. I do not care. And I do not expect any of you to help me if it gets to that point. So whether you believe it from a business sense or a work ethic sense or a spiritual sense or a if you're an atheist, uh, just stuff just happens sense, whatever. When it comes down to the decision of you <laughs> Doing what you know you're supposed to do and standing up for the morals of which you claim to believe. You have to understand that the truth of the matter is no one is going to be, no person anyway, is going to be standing beside you really. Not really. Oh, Graham, but I've got my spouse and everything. My spouse will support me. Shut up. No, they won't. Go to your wife right now and be like, babe, <clears throat> God told me to stand up for what I believe. But if I do it, I'm going to lose my job. We're not going to be able to pay our bills. We're not going to be able to. What do you think your wife's first reaction is going to be? I'm curious. I'm really curious. And then vice versa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure they are. Sure they are. Y'all don't want to be real today in the car driving around lying to yourself all right go tell your wife we're losing all our security babe every bit of it we're losing our money our insurance our savings everything but this is what i know to be true and we have to stand up for what is right you'll see what the first response is go i'm serious i'm not saying that you won't come around i'm not getting i'm not saying that But in that moment, right there, you are alone. Conviction or not of your beliefs, are you willing to stand alone and potentially lose everything for what you believe? Because it's easy to say that we believe something. It's easy to say that we will stand for something when we're surrounded by people who claim that they believe the same thing and that they will be standing beside you no matter what fire or storm you go through. But that's not the truth. It's just not the truth. So are you willing? You're willing to lose everything. Are you willing to leave your mom or your dad? Are you willing to, well, my family's been here our whole life and, and my kids are going to grow up here and their grandkids are going to grow up here and their kids are going to grow up here and their grandkids are going to grow up here and we're all going to be buried in the same cemetery together. The whole cemetery is going to be the Allen family a uh, hundred years from now. Are you willing to abandon that? Because... You have been called or you believe that you're supposed to go do something else. That's what that scripture is talking about. Are you willing to lose and give up everything for the higher purpose of God? And for the non-Christians, are you willing to walk away from everybody for the higher purpose of what you believe you're called to do in business or status or whatever it is? Are you actually willing to believe that? I know people that right now, are willing to, they claim they love someone. They're not married yet. 
They claim they love someone, but literally, if there ever is an opportunity or a situation where the man has to move, they're breaking up. What? (laughs) What? You don't really love them. Not really. You don't really care for them. Not really. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And some of you right now have put that on your spouses. Some of you right now, ladies, I'm sorry, nine times out of 10, it's the women. Okay. I'm not saying there's men that aren't that way. Nine times out of 10, ladies, it's, it's y'all. Okay. Let's just be real. Some of y'all have put that on your spouse right now and you're wrong for that. You are, you're wrong for it. The Bible says very clearly, once you get married, man, it's you and your spouse, your mama, your daddy, all that other stuff. They, they, they come after, <laughs> they come after the person that you love and that you've committed your life to. That's not biblical. That's not right. And even if you're not a Christian, I don't care. That's not the way the nuclear family is designed. First of all, okay. There should be no situation. And now, now it's really like we're in church because we're spiraling. Either way, some of you need to hear this right now. There should be no situation outside the realms of abuse or adultery and things like that where you put any kind of stipulation on someone you love like that. Mm-hmm. It's the, that is the most selfish, most immature thing I have ever heard in my life. And some of you right now are listening to this podcast, and that's you. I'm talking directly at you, and I'm either punching you in the gut and you're listening, or you done turned me off because I've offended you so bad. But it is true. Your mama and your daddy are not your husband or your wife. Your brother and your sister who've been there with you and you played in diapers together and all that stuff, they are not your husband or your wife. Mm -hmm. The end. The second you say, I do, you said, I do not put them first anymore. And some of you aren't living the right way. Some of you are doing the wrong thing. Some of you have taken a blessing away from your spouse because you put a selfish, immature, non-biblical, worldly, mommy and daddy dependency that should never have been there in the first place. In fact, what you're actually saying to your spouse when you do something like that is you're saying, I don't trust you enough. I trust my family, and so I'm going to be dependent on my family. But your spouse is supposed to be your family. That's your family now. not saying your mom and dad aren't your family, but you know what I'm saying. That is your actual immediate family, your family. Sorry, man. That gets me riled up bad. Like It just does. That is... That is a new world secular ideal that's been put into the minds of men and women, and it is not biblical, it is not right, and even if you're not a Christian, it's not right. Your spouse is it, you understand me? Also, if you have kids, your kids aren't more important than your spouse, though they're not. Dudes, if you're listening to this, if you're not actively still dating your wife right now, you're wrong. You are wrong. Dates don't stop just because you get married and you have kids. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care. You should be taking your wife 
out on a date at least twice a month. I'm helping your marriage right now. This is the truth. Date at minimum twice a month. Oh, but we got to be there for the kids. The, the kids will be better seeing their mom and dad love each other than you putting all of your time and energy on the kids mm -hmm. and they don't understand why now all of a sudden mommy and daddy are divorced. Because the relationship that actually is the important one is the you and your spouse. Sorry, I know we got off on a tangent there, but but somebody needed to hear that, so I wanted to say it. All right. <laughs> it was a good tangent. Next, we got to talk about standing firm. Hello. Kind of almost like what we just talked about. Standing firm in what you know to be right. Whether if it's going to make someone mad, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, it's going to cost you everything. Your mom and your dad also. Some of you are moms and dads of adult children listening to this show. And some of you are putting guilt on your adult children to stop them from doing what God is telling them to do or what they know they're supposed to do deep down in their soul because you're selfish. Ooh, that one hurt. You're selfish. You are selfish. In fact, by very definition, that's why your spouse is so important, guys. By very definition, your children are going to grow up and they're going to leave. That's why it's so important. Men, date your wives continuously through your whole life. That's why it's so important, parents, that your relationship as parents is above the children. The children don't come before your marriage. Now, obviously, yes, when they're infants and they're breastfeeding and all this stuff, yes, we obviously have relevance in this. But not doing things right in the beginning makes it to where you don't do things right in the aftermath of it. Yeah. When your children are grown up, you're still treating them like they are the most important thing outside of your spouse, and then therefore you're planting that seed of deception in them. To where they would put more importance on listening to your displeasure over the displeasure of their own spouse. You are selfish. And you are wrong. Doesn't matter if you don't like it. Well, I thought we were all going to, you know, buy 150 acres and, and all the families would, would have 10 acre plots and we'd all live, you know, together. And so that, that was your plan. It's not God's plan. It's not, that's not their plan. If you're not Christian, that's not what they want with their life. You're selfish. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. All right. Email me, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. I can't wait to see the emails from this one. Um, anyway, okay. We got to talk about standing firm. But before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys. Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since. Until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is, a, is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold to protect the savings that you have, to protect what matters to you and your family, and that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver, and precious metals. 
With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. Okay, so I really like these next two scriptures because it really talks about the entire tangent that I just went on. Okay, everything that I just said, okay, goes with the fact of standing firm in what you believe. Standing firm in what you believe. Back to the parent thing really quick, because I know I'm going to get this email. Well, you know, Graham, the Bible says to honor your father and your mother. Correct. But honoring them doesn't always mean giving them what they want. You can honor somebody while still telling them no. (laughs) I mean, did you hear what I just said? You can still honor someone and still tell them no. Honoring does not mean submitting to their will and what they want always. Now, when you're a child... Yes, you're supposed to honor your father and mother. You're supposed to do what they tell mm-hmm. you to do. But when you're an adult, you are no longer you're no longer a child. Now, you may be technically their child, but you're an adult. And at that point, your relationship is God first, then your spouse. You can honor your father and mother just like you can honor your wife or your husband and still tell them no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the weirdest thing that we do as a society. Well, you're not respecting me. As your husband, they ain't got to agree with you. Now, I fully believe it's biblical that if you as the husband have been told something by God or you after listening and, and, and having open conversations with your spouse, you still deem it that this is the decision that is supposed to be made. I do. I still 100% believe that is your decision to make. You are the leader of your home. That's what I believe. But you can still honor your wife and her feelings and her wisdom and still choose not to agree at the end. And see, somehow we have we have put honoring. I had a conversation, and, and, and this is me being honest and real with you guys right now. And if he listens to this, he's going to be super mad. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, my dad, me and my dad, um, you guys know the story. I was raised by my grandparents. So me and my dad... Uh, we have a relationship now. Um, we do, but it's not its not a father-son relationship. It's not. And I know that's going to hurt his feelings, and I'm not trying to if he does hear this, but but, 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 but he, do, he knows that at the same time. We have a, yes, I am his son, he's my dad, but we have more of a kind of like a friendship, you know? And, and if I'm being honest in a lot of situations, I'm the dad in the conversations 
And, you know, we, we had a conversation the other day where we got into an argument. Not not an argument, but, you know, it, it definitely wasn't a, a nice conversation. <laughs> and uh, it basically ended up, but I'm your daddy. And I was like, yeah. And, and, and I, 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 I completely understand that. I said, but the answer is still no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and as respectfully as I can, as I can say it, the, the answer is still no. In fact, that's how we ended the conversation. I said, you know, I said, dad, I don't call him Mike. You know what I mean? Like I still call him dad, dad, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I said, and, and I see, I see what you're saying here. But I'm I'm done talking about this conversation. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not talking about this anymore. Um, and if 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 you are unwilling to move past it, then I got to hang up the phone. And 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 that's what I'm getting at here. Is honoring someone isn't always giving them what they want. That's that's not what that means. So anyway, all right. Before I got that email, I figured I'd go ahead and just get that out of the way. So don't email me about the honoring your father and mother part, <laughs> because there you go. I just gave you my response. All right. Standing firm in what you believe. What does the Bible say? I got two scriptures for you, and they are both in 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians is a great book of the Bible, by the way. Very good book. All right. So 1 Corinthians 50. Are you dying, Zach? You've been coughing for like three weeks straight. I, I think I'm, are I could you, be. Are you okay? I'm not sure. <laughs> because Zach, Zach has been dying in the background. I think it's these allergies, Dude, man. Dude, it has been rough here in South Carolina. All right, back to the point. You're interrupting <laughs> the flow, Zach. All right. I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. All right, so 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 let's just remove it for you know, you know non Christians because non Christians the second they hear the word Lord they're out. All right, let's just look at the first part. All right, be steadfast and immovable. I believe that's a really good principle to have, don't you? Even as a non Christian, I mean, I think you can you can rally around mm -hmm. that. Let's go to First Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Be on alert. Stand firm in faith. Act like men and be strong. Woo, man, I love that one. One more time. Even for you non-Christians, you can get around this one, right? Surely you can. Be on alert. Stand firm in faith. Act like men and be strong. Woo. I love that one. Women, act like women. Be strong in your faith. Stand firm and immovable in what you believe. What you know to be right. I'm not saying discussions and be arrogant and not be willing to listen to constructive criticism. I'm talking about your beliefs. I understand that some of you aren't Christian. And to be blunt, there's there's not a whole lot that I can say to you if you are Jewish. It's not a whole lot that I can say to you to yeah. convince you to not be Jewish. I can do my best and fail miserably to live the way that I believe God tells me to live, but I'm not going to be the one that changes your mind. That's a God thing. It's mm -hmm. not it's not a me thing. It's a God thing. If you don't believe in God at all, there's not anything that I can say that's going to convince you otherwise. All I can do is live out what I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what all this stuff is talking about, standing firm, it's not talking about being arrogant. The, the thermostat needs to be on 72 degrees. No, it doesn't. It needs to be on 70 degrees, and you just ah go to war over that. And that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the things that you believe. Stand firm, immovable, be strong, act like men and women. What do you believe? What do you know to be right? And are you willing to lose everything standing up for it? Again, I ask you this question. Everybody says, oh, yeah. Some of you may even be getting excited right now. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to lose everything. What if all your money's gone tomorrow? Are you still as adamant about it at that point? What if your kid gets sick? Would you still be as willing to do it? Uh, I heard a good analogy yesterday. It was talking about tithing, right? And I know a lot of people roll their eyes like, oh my gosh. You know, the people get so tired about hearing the church talk about tithing. Um, but it is true. It's, you know, it's a very true point. And, you know, everybody always, <laughs> you know, I've heard so many pastors and I've met so many people that, and I've got a point that I'm getting to here. So just go with me. You ask a person that tithes how they're doing. And they're always blessed. Now, blessed doesn't always mean finances, but blessed, joy, filled Peace. Peace. Not that there's not problems. That's the prosperity gospel there, and that's wrong. There's always problems. There's always problems. You're going to get sick. You know, all this stuff. I mean, that's real world stuff here, people. All right? But but I'm talking about your soul, joy, peace, this, this, and that. And oftentimes, the people that tithe and the people that give and the people that are generous are the people that don't have a lot of money in the first place. And then you got these rich people <laughs> that you ask them, are you tithing? You know what they say? I can't afford to tithe. Well, Isn't that the weirdest thing? Yeah. The people who on paper shouldn't be able to afford to tithe, they tithe and they have joy, happiness, peace, understanding. But the people who have all kinds of money, they got all these reasons why they can't afford to tithe. That's like saying, for you non-Christian people, that's like saying, I'm going to start going to the gym when I get a little healthier. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that, yeah. When I lose a couple pounds I'll go and, to the gym. and I feel better about what I look like, then I'll go into the gym to start working out. That's not how that works. When I get in better shape, I'll start jogging. Yes. <laughs> when I can run better, then I'll start running. For those of you on the Christian side, that's like saying, you know what? When I get my life in order, um, then I'll go to church and then I'll get saved. What? <laughs> that's not that. That's like. That's like saying I want to be married and have kids. So as soon as I have a kid, I'll get married. What? 
That's not how these things work. It's like saying, I want to drive to Texas. So as soon as I get to Texas, I'll get a car. What? (laughs) It doesn't make sense how people go down. Here's what I've learned about money. It's very easy. And this is why I'm saying, are you willing to lose everything? Okay. Because some of you have worked very hard to get to a place where you are secure. Some of you aren't secure right now anyway, and you have no problem listening to this. You're like, oh yeah, I got faith every day. I don't even know how I'm going to get gas tomorrow, but the Lord will provide. Amen. (laughs) amen. (laughs) Zach's acting like I'm a slave driver over here. Anyway, I'm doing fine. Some of you, that's real easy, man. When I was, when I was an E4 in the military and had two kids, I didn't have no choice but to live on faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I have no idea how we're going to pay for this, but somehow, some way we're going to work it out. Okay. Remove spirituality for a minute for the non-Christian listeners. That right there, that statement is faith, right? You don't know how it's going to work out, but somehow, some way it's going to work out. That's Mm -hmm. faith, right? Okay. So here's what I've noticed. Once people make a little money, once people's business starts doing a little better, once people finally get that promotion in a job, then it becomes very easy to not need faith anymore. See, it used to be you had to go paycheck to paycheck. And you had to have faith that that job check on the 1st and the 15th was going to come through. Because if it didn't come through, you weren't eating. But now you're making six figures, or maybe you're making that seven-figure mark. Maybe you're making that nine-figure mark now. I don't know why you'd be listening to this show if you're making nine figures, but you know, maybe you are. Now, all of a sudden, our faith and our understanding and our belief, whether you're a Christian or not, okay, it doesn't matter. You put your identity and your security in yourself at that point because it becomes easier to not have to have faith. And it becomes easier to not have to be dependent on something bigger than yourself. And what you do when you don't tithe, what you do when you don't stand up for what you believe, even though it may cost you everything, why does tithing have to do with this? It does. Listen, if you don't tithe, right, in church, or, okay, if, you're, if you don't believe in church, if you're not a generous person and you give to charities and all this other kind of stuff, what happens is you remove the opportunity for God or, you know, the, the, the cosmos, whatever it is you believe. You remove the opportunity for you to be blessed in that point. Because by holding on to everything you have, you're actually saying, I don't trust anything but myself. And yeah. so everybody else be screwed. I don't I don't care about none of this stuff. I don't care about none of it. I could be happy that way. I'm not giving none of my money away to charity because what if something happens to me? Mm-hmm. What if something happens to me and I need this $10,000? What what if? Well, what if that 
person that you give that money to ends up turning their life around and they become millionaires. And then when you do fall flat on your face, they're the ones that come and help you. You don't know. What if that person in your life <laughs> just needs that 500 bucks to get by because they are one idea away from turning it around? What if by giving to your church, now all of a sudden they have more money and they know the needs of people in the church? You don't know. You don't work in the church. A lot of you go to a church that there's 5,000 people that show up for a thing. You don't know what them people are going through. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that church receives every day, needs, uh, prayers, and things that other families are going through. The church does. And it's easy for you to go, well, I ain't giving my money to the church because all it is is the pastors, you know, and they're all taking this money and all this other kind of, you don't know. Now, are there some that's doing that? Absolutely. And they're honestly, the, the, the age of the celebrity pastor is like falling right now. And I'm super excited about it. Um, it's also why you should go to a church that's really open about their finances. So you know where it's going. Exactly. But either way, the point is you remove the ability for blessings to happen mm -hmm. when you refuse to bless other people. Okay, so back to the are you willing to lose everything part. How does that tie in? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all in a nice little bow for you Ooh, here. nice. If you are unwilling to lose everything for what you believe, then you will never allow the opportunity for what you believe to be an inspiration and a calling to people that you have no idea even exist. If you are unwilling to stand firm, be immovable, be strong, act like men and act like women for what you believe, then you are removing the opportunity for someone to be better than you, for someone to be more influential than you, for someone to be inspired by you, to take up the torch and move further than you ever could. Because if you actually believe in something, it can't all be about you. Mm. And if you only believe in something as long as you are the one that's in the top 10 of whatever it is that you believe in, then you don't really believe in it. You just want to, you just want to be the person. That's not belief. It's not faith. It's not morals. That's not anything. What do you believe? What are you willing to lose? And do you believe in it so much that you're willing to lose everything because losing everything is better than losing who you are? You know, there's a song by a buddy of mine, Tommy Vexed. You know, and at the very end of the line, what's the price of your soul? Apparently for Joe Rogan, it's not even $200 million. Now, I don't know if Joe Rogan, I'm pretty sure he's not the most spiritual guy. Or he may be, but it's more like, uh, I, I, I think he's more, I, I don't Like know. a meditation type yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but anyway, my point is this. 
is your soul for sale? And I'm not talking about just Christianity. I'm talking in general, okay? Most people, even if you don't believe in any God, you believe that you have like a soul, right? Like you have a conscience. Is your soul for sale? What is the price tag or the security or the insurance or whatever else it may be? Is your soul and what you believe for sale? Because where we're headed as a country, where we're headed as a world, that is going to be tested sooner than you think. And what will you do when that moment comes? That's my challenge to you today. Are you willing to lose everything for what you believe? Because the answer to that question defines what kind of person you really are. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This month was our most downloaded ever. Thank you guys for your support. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode, and we'll see you all again next time.